Welcome to Let's Examine Thursday Bible Study. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. We are an outreach ministry, literally and figuratively. Our ministry is outside of the four walls. Occasionally, you may hear a dog barking or a train or a plane passing by. Bible study every Thursday, open discussion. Bible study, Thursday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Public! Lesson 54, topic, we are more than conquerors. But before I get started, I have a thought. Perhaps two. As it applies to Mr. George Floyd. Age 46, a resident of St. Louis Park, Minnesota. It's quite possible his last words may have been, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I ask all of you to pray for his family. That God will give them all peace. That peace that passes all understanding. That God will encourage them. Give them the strength to continue to move forth. And that something will come forth good out of this. Father God. Allow this Bible study to go forth. That the people that. Or around the throne of God. Will be able to receive your word. And not only receive it. But apply it to their lives. And to share it with someone that's in need of hearing your word. And as always, Father, let me decrease while you increase. Because you are the best of the bestest of teachers of them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Feature scripture is coming from Romans 8 and 37. That's Romans 8 and 37. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Praise God. Praise God. Let's examine conquerors in the Greek. Definition to be more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. That's to prevail mightily. That's not barely making it across the finish line. That's going across the finish line with authority, with power, might, and strength. Let's start this. Thursday Bible study in Romans 8 and 28. And then drop down to verses 35 through 39. We're going to take a look at verses 35 through 39 a little bit later in this Bible study. So please open your Bibles to Romans 8 and 28. That's Romans 8 and 28. And the Bible says, and we know all things work together for the good. To them, key words, to them, 
that love God to them who are called according to his purposes. Did you guys get that? And we know all things work together for the good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purposes. Now, what you might think is perfect, excellent, outstanding may not be in the eyes of God. You have to remember that according to his purposes, not our purposes, but his purposes. You see, God has a plan that's in place and he's going to carry it out. And sometimes we may be in agreement and sometimes not so much so. But it's about his purposes. Let's examine and we know. Let's examine and we know. There are two possible explanations. First, that's through God's inspired written word. That's through God's inspired written word. The word of God is infallible. That's incapable of error. I tell my wife all the time, if you can find an error in the Bible, not a copyright error, but an actual error that sends or a contradictional message. Whereas, thus says the Lord is not thus says the Lord, because he's saying something else in another chapter. If you can find that in the Bible, you can throw it out of the nearest window. Because the Bible is infallible, let me be unequivocally clear before I continue. The Bible is never wrong. That makes it absolutely positively trustworthy. The Bible is never wrong. There have been scholars from all over the earth have attempted in every way and manner to find something in the Bible where they can say the Bible is fallible. The second possibility of explanation are experiences. Our very own experiences. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, the best example in the Bible, for those of you who have your Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel 17 and 37. That's 1 Samuel 17 and 37. Praise God. What an awesome word. What an awesome time to be around the throne of God. How awesome is this? And David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. David can tell his story. David has a testimony how God delivered him out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. Many of us have testimonies how God delivered us out of diverse trials. Whether God sustained, equipped, preserved, or pulled us out of that, that trial completely. Many of us have a testimony how 
God came through for us. Let's continue same verse, Romans 8 and 28. Them that love God. Them that love God. Love in the Greek is agape. Definition, love, goodwill. Notice it's not a feeling or an emotion. Agape love is a choice. We choose to love. The Bible tells us in John 14 and 15, if you love me, keyword, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Once again, biblical love is a choice. We choose to obey the commandments of God. We are more than conquerors only, O-N-L-Y, only applies to those that are living a life according to the scriptures. Walk with me. Come on, walk with me. Throughout the Bible, God has declared in many promises to those who love him at a rate of 5,467 divine promises. That's 5,467 divine promises that God has made for those that are in Christ. My favorite promise of all comes from the book of Hebrews 13 and 5. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That just makes me so happy. Makes me feel so secure. I'm confident that I can live this life according to the scriptures because God said I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Those words resonate in my heart and my soul. God is so awesome. Praise God. Praise God. So the question is, preacher, how do we live the life according to the scriptures? What is required? Malachi 6 and 8. He has shown thee, O man, what is good and what doeth the Lord requires of thee. Here it is. But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Acts 16 and 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Revelations 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice, open the door. I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. God is knocking on folks' hearts every day. Open up. Let me in. Let's examine our free scripture. Romans 8 and 37. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors. 
through him that loved us. There are many illustrations in the Old Testament of God bringing remarkable victories to his people, Israel. Humbly speaking, Israel was no match for their enemies, but God cautioned them not to be afraid that he would fight their battles for them. Please turn to Exodus 14 and 14. Many of you know this scripture. An incredibly powerful scripture in the Old Testament. The Lord shall fight for you. And ye shall hold your peace. Peace in the Hebrew, Salom. Definition, completeness, soundness, welfare, peace. What God is conveying to you, what God is conveying to me, I got this. I got this. Satan is our adversary. He sends all kinds of life-defeating, joy-stealing attacks. Many of those attacks are listed in Romans 8, 35 through 39. That's Romans 8, 35 through 39. The Bible says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or phantom or nakedness or pearls of the sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Let's read this verse 36 in the New Living Translation. As the scripture says, for your sake we are killed. Every day, we're being slotted like sheep. How many of you know that every calendar day in the earth, eight Christians worldwide are killed because of their faith? That's just not a number. These are actual people, precious souls of God. Every calendar day, eight of God's people are killed. Let's examine in order the ten biggest threats to the persecuted church. Afghanistan. North Korea. Somalia. Sudan. Pakistan. Eritrea. Libya, Iraq, Yemen, Iran. There are so many more countries that commit these disgusting acts of evil. Let's continue. Verse 37. And nay, in all things we are more than conquerors and him that loved us. The Apostle Paul is encouraging us to stand firm in the faith when those barbaric acts come, reminding us that we're not only will we win in the end, but King Jesus enable us to win now. We can win now. Praise God. Praise God. We pray for those 
men and women that are jailed throughout the world. We pray for their families. Father God, we we pray that you encourage those men and women that are jailed this very hour, oh God, that you would encourage them, oh God. Give them a fresh breath of air, oh God. Lord, we pray for the families. Encourage them. Encourage them to continue to be about their father's business and not lose faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's examine more than a conqueror for, from the spiritual perspective. Let's examine more than a conqueror from the spiritual perspective. When God says you're more than a conqueror, what God is conveying that you are a finished product. Many Christians have never walked in the knowledge and understanding the reality of being more than a conqueror. The psalmist understood this reality. The psalmist was astonished of the awesomeness of God. Many of you know exactly where I'm going with this. Psalms 139 and 14. That's Psalms 139 and 14. The Bible reads as follows. I praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are thy works and that thy soul knoweth right well. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody ought to be shouting about right now. Giving God praise. Walk with me. There's nothing in the earth you can't handle in Christ. The key word in Christ where the bond of free, richer or poor. According to scriptures, we are more than conquerors. Because man can only destroy the body, but not the soul. I'm not making this up. For those of you who have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 10 and 28. Because the Bible says so. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Praise God. Praise God that we are in Christ. God, you're so awesome. You're so awesome. Let me be unequivocally clear. That means that your eternal destination is secure. Satan cannot circumvent the promises of God. Whatever God tells you, it will come to pass. Whatever God promised you, it will come to pass. Part of the reality is being more than conqueror is having an intimate relationship with God. The Bible tells us in James 4 and 8, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. James 4 and 8. It's imperative to have an intimate relationship with the author and the finisher of our faith. Because you can't see what's approaching in the spiritual world. For example, please turn your Bibles to Exodus 14 and 21. That's Exodus 14 and 21. Praise God. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused it that the sea go back by the strong east wind. 
all A-L-L that night and made the sea dry, D-R-Y, land, and the waters were divided. You talk about the awesomeness of God. I'm glad I'm on the right side. Because of Moses' intimate relationship with God, our God made a way out of no way. On this day, millions of lives were saved. On this day, God saved Moses, and he gave Moses instructions. Moses received those instructions and took immediate action. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You see, when you get instructions from the author and the finisher of our faith and you get them clearly, you can run with them. You can act on them. Because you had that intimate relationship with God, you can hear Him clearly. And not only that, you can run with courage and might, but above all, the anointing of God. The Bible tells us in Luke 22, 31 through 34. That's Luke 22, 31 through 34. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. The Simon Peter was convinced, I got this. I got this, God. I got this. I'm not going to deny you. When you have an intimate relationship with God in the valley or on a mountaintop, because of your relationship with God, you can hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You see, there are going to be times when the Spirit of God would tell you not to go there. Or the Spirit will tell you to stop. Or the Spirit may tell you to run. The Spirit may tell you to pray. When you have that intimate relationship with God and you're obedient, it will keep you out of harm's way. Peter wasn't listening. He felt that, I got this, God. I can handle this. There's something you cannot handle. And the Spirit will tell you, you need to pray about this. You need to converse with the brethren to get more counsel and leadership. You need to pray about this and fast. Or sometimes you just simply need to wait because you're not spiritual enough to handle this it's not a knock on you it's just that you're not ready to proceed farther at this time praise God please turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy 4 and 6 2 Timothy 4 and 6 praise God praise God praise God you know there are times when 
We're ready to proceed forward. But God is not finished with you yet. He's still grooming you. And there are times when people just run. And they're incomplete. As far as God grooming them to a place where he wants them to be. And oftentimes they go through unnecessary struggles. Because they did wait on the Lord. Praise God. 2 Timothy 4 and 6. For I am not ready to be. For I am now ready to be offered. At the time my departure is at hand. Because it's. Because of the intimate relationship that God had with the Apostle Paul, Paul was ready to depart. Paul was ready to depart. You know, there are a lot of evangelists around the world that are facing death. And the entire time, they're still praising God. They're still spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are evangelists that they have told many here in the United States and other parts of the world, if you come back to Afghanistan, we're going to put you to death. If you come to Syria with that gospel message, we're going to put you to death. But because these men and women have such relationship with God, you can only kill the body, but you can't touch my soul. So therefore, I'm going to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying here in 2 Timothy 4 and 6. Paul says, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Let me reiterate, every calendar day, eight Christians worldwide are killed because of their faith. Oh, praise God. Eight a day. Eight souls are in that city called New Jerusalem. Waiting for the arrival of the kings of kings and the lords of lords. Praise God. In spite of all the persecution, the church continually growing. In spite of all the torturing, the church continually growing. In spite of all the mass murders, the church continually growing. In spite of all the kidnappings and rapes, the church continually growing. In spite of discrimination, the church is continually growing. In spite of all the ridicules, the church are continually growing. It's obvious to the world. It needs to be obvious to Christians that we're more than conquerors. No matter what you do to that Christian man or woman, the message that continues to move forward and the church continues to grow. The Apostle Paul conveys to us in the final two verses. For I am persuaded for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Praise God. Praise God. God that we are more than conquerors. Praise God. Praise God. We don't have to walk in this world. We can charge. Because we're more than conquerors. 
We're more than conquerors. Thanks for joining us in Thursday Bible study. The Bible conveys to us in Romans 10 and 9. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That applies to any race. Shall be saved. Let's examine contact information. Let's examine.org. Let's examine at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Let's examine. Anchor.fm slash let's examine. Dot com. I'm Pastor Fred Richardson along with Patricia David Richardson. Our number is 702-741-1138. You can text us or leave your comments. Have a fabulous day in the Lord. David can tell his story. David has a testimony how God delivered him out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. Many of us have testimonies how God delivered us out of diverse trials. Whether God sustained, equipped, preserved, or pulled us out of that, that trial completely. Many of us have a testimony how God came through for us. Let's continue the same verse, Romans 8 and 28. Them that love God. Them that love God. Love in the Greek is agape. Definition, love, goodwill. Notice, it's not a feeling or an emotion. Agape love.